0: I'm Sarah Pollock, and I'm Quinn Faison and together we coach parents
1: of preteens, teens teens and young adults at Plan P. We have been there and done that and when the going got tough the P was for many things and always for practice and patience. So if you're a parent you've
0: come to the right place. We're going to give you tools to practice clear communication with your
1: children which will improve your relationships We are so honored and excited to have you join us on this incredible journey where perfection is found in practicing. Let's get moving.
0: Hi, and welcome back to the Plan P podcast. As always, we are honored and excited to be here to share our thoughts and experiences with you and give you something to practice this week, which will help in your relationship with your child and
1: honestly with yourself. So- As many of you may or may not know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm a podcast junkie. I mean, and then the scheme of nasty habits, you know, I don't think that one's too harmful, except, you know, it keeps exploding my brain and you have to keep watching that. (laughs) So once again, the other day, I heard something from someone and thought of the work that we do with parents. And in that unexpected way, the deliverer of this message was a football player. Now, my knowledge of football, minuscule, it, it, it wouldn't even cover the head of a pin.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I keep having to explain what they're doing on the field. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, I did. I watched the second half of a Super Bowl once, right? <laughs> and, and you just were like rolling your eyes at me. So football players, not my jam, but it was a podcast. And Acho, I believe, A-C-H-O, was being interviewed and he is no longer in the NFL I know, as we've established, virtually nothing about football aside from the fact that, oh, here's a sidebar. It's bad for your brain.
0: (laughs) And well, concussions are bad for your
1: brain and it causes a bunch of concussions. Right. And did that stop me from when Harrison really, 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 really wanted to play football saying, no, your mother is like vehemently opposed to it? No, I said, okay. Play football. If that's what you want to do, that's what you're going to do. I am so grateful that he didn't like it. And if he had liked it, I would have had to figure that out, I guess, huh? Anyhow, luckily he didn't like it. And I didn't have to force him to continue every year in the same way that, you know, we had to battle it out over baseball every year. Okay. That was a sidebar about my insane parenting. (laughs) Side tangent. Um, Emmanuel was talking about goals, and good Lord knows I had those for our children, mm. as parents will do. Emmanuel Acho is very opposed to goals, and he—if you search him, you will find out, and you can find out in a fifteen-minute—I think it was TED Talk—why he's opposed to goals. Because he basically is like, you achieve them, and then what? Like mm. it's over. End of the game. You got your goal. So what are goals?
0: I think that's a question I asked you when you brought this topic up. Hmm. Because I don't always think of them as having to be finite like that. You know, you can make goals that are less clear. And maybe he doesn't count those as goals.
1: Well, I think he's talking a lot about life goals. I mean, he talks about getting into the NFL, getting into the draft. Right. Right. So that was his goal, which it didn't work out the way he had wanted it to, and I think that's his that was sort of the the premise of his i don't know his talk his yeah. talk was that what we do is we sort of set ourselves up for failure right because we've either
0: achieved it and have nothing to look forward to kind of thing or which is why I say finite, or we don't achieve it and we've failed right so I think when I think of goals, I I do them more generally than, you know, I'll have X amount of dollars or, you know, worked this many hours or whatever the so tangible goal of getting in the NFL.
1: Right. And I think that, to your point, goals, I mean, I just had this thought of like, life is really a race mm. with yourself, sort of. <laughs> you go to this. Okay. I'm going to run. I'm going to pass it off to my next age self. I'm going to pass it off to my next age self. what direction do I want to go? Right. I mean, that's part of what a goal does. It's it sort of guide. It, moves you, it gives it moves you, you forward. Yeah. Right. Now there's another, <laughs> another sport. I'm not a big fan of, which is.
0: Which sport are you a big fan
1: of? <laughs> <laughs> None. <laughs> I like basketball. No, that's true. It's true. It's the one sport I like, but, um, Mixed martial arts is not a, I am not a big mixed martial arts proponent or fan. And Chris Curtis, I believe is the name. He wanted to get into the whatever MMA whatever is, whatever one does. He wanted the title shot, I guess. He wanted the title shot. And he talks about motivation. Mm -hmm. And Harrison's the one who introduced me to this guy and his philosophy, which is, Discipline. Mm-hmm. Like you need discipline. It's good to have a goal, but right. if you don't have discipline, you're not going to get there.
0: So, in my world, discipline may be the goal, right? Ah, so I, like I, I want to exercise X number of times a week, or I want to. Right. It be takes to, discipline. Right. I want to work up to lifting this much weight, or, you know. Right, so that you have where you're going to, and that helps.
1: It helps me keep disciplined. Right, and we at Plan P. It's a plan, right? Mm-hmm. You need to have a plan, right, and how to get to your goal. Now, if your goal is a relationship, a lot of people there are a lot of people in the world who had a goal of a relationship. It involved a wedding, right. and they got their goal, and then. You mean happily ever
0: after doesn't just happen after the wedding?
1: Happily ever, yeah, no. No, I don't know what the data suggests these days, but it used to be at least 50% ended in divorce. And a lot of people don't actually even get married anymore. Mm. That was a goal. Yeah, for
0: a lot of girls. I mean, it seems particularly pronounced for girls. I'm sure
1: there are boys who have the same. Well, I think ultimately what people want is to be in a happy, healthy relationship. Right.
0: Yeah, Trusting. girls just get a little fixated
1: on the, the day, stereotypically. Stereotypically. And it's a big day for some people. Some I'm not here to trash weddings or marriage. Right. And that being the end goal leaves you, depending upon who you are, if you're my parents, that left you with another 60 years. <laughs> right? They got married young. Yeah. They got married 20, 21. And if that had been the end goal, the expectation that that would have been happily ever after, they continued to work on their relationship through all of those years, right. to varying degrees based on, you know, did they have kids at home. Did they not have kids at home? How old were the kids? Like, goals are something maybe to strive for, mm-hmm. but not have them be the end. Right. And I think it's interesting. It's like if you keep, this is going back to a previous podcast, I think, on happiness. What kids think happiness looks like. It's amassing wealth. Right, right. So you you get this much, and then, oh, but that's not enough. I You want to keep moving it out.
0: mmm well, yeah. So that makes me think, well, I mean, cause some goals like X number of dollars will make me happy. And then you find that actually since happiness isn't attached to money, the way we think it is, mm. it doesn't make you happy. And so you go for more thinking, you know, and that's sort of an, an addictive cycle, right? Right, right. Absolutely. It's like this didn't actually f- satisfy that craving desire, so I'm going to just do more and more and get a mass more and more of this thing that isn't actually satisfying me anymore.
1: And that's why everyone mm-hmm. gains the freshman 15 because they keep going back for more. I mean, back in our day, in particular, the food at college was not um, particularly delicious. And I distinctly remember going back up there. Well, that wasn't so good. Maybe I'll try this. Well, that <laughs> isn't, I mean, I'll, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll try I'll this. I'll try all the food. So the goal is to understand what you want. Right, and you have to keep resetting that. Right. And re and adjusting it. It's like the GPS. I think I want to go there. Oh. I got there. It's not, you know, how long do I want to live there before I decide that actually, you know what? I need a new goal. Right. So the plan is to live a life in which you are connected to yourself. Mm. and knowing what it is that you want, I think that would be a hope. Right. I think that there's something about a goal. I mean, a weight goal, perhaps, which also doesn't work for people for the most part. Right. So, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about goals as someone who doesn't pay attention to soccer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, and it's sort of akin to the New Year's resolutions, right? Uh. Another thing that doesn't really work as well as we think it should, and because it's uh, often they're trying to impose something that
1: is hard to achieve and and continue with, right? Have the discipline around. So I think my takeaway from this conversation is: what is a goal? Mm. It's not good or bad; depends on how you use it. Right, as with many things. Yeah, and with the realization and recognition that you can change it mm. without finding fault. I mean, so like boundaries, they yes. should be flexible. Yep. Movable. Mm-hmm. Flexible. Flexible. Yep.
0: If you're chiseling it in stone, it's probably not going to you know, last as long as you think. <laughs> so if you're chiseling it in stone, you know, you're trying to make it a permanent thing, not a flexible thing goals ideally shouldn't last forever.
1: Right. So why is it important to have an understanding of a goal? Because I think that Emmanuel Anto is correct. Goals can be limiting and can be a setup for momentary feelings of success or failure. Right. So I don't disagree with him on that front. I, again, so we're back to the flexibility, right? If you
0: have a goal that Once you achieve it, you don't know where you're going
1: next. You stay in that career for the rest of your life, which people used to do. Maybe. I mean, some goals, I think there are people who go to college, go to med school, become a doctor, and that was their goal. Do they never have other goals? No. They achieve that goal, and then their next goal may be to get married. Right. 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 So, so but that's the flexibility, right? It's
0: not, there's not one goal that, yeah, that in that happily ever after
1: way, if you achieve this, everything that follows will be fine. Right. And you know what else? It's a lot of pressure. Hmm. That's what just occurred to me is like if you have a goal and you achieve it of becoming a doctor, for instance, mm-hmm. then it's a lot of pressure to just keep achieving it, keep achieving it. Marriage if you're not honest and you don't understand flexibility, you're just going to try and maintain, you know, age 21, 22, and there's no room for acceptance. And now we're at the divorce rate.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Like our goal was to get married and live happily ever after. And we blew it. Right. And now we're a failure. I mean, that's, I, I, have tried many times and I don't know how well I do this, but my first primary relationship the kids have another parent right who i had them with and was that a failed relationship no if the goal had been to stay married then then we f- would you- have failed the goal but we live in a time where i didn't see it as a failed marriage i didn't see that as a failure we grew apart we had children and that changed everything our trying to, or I would say my, I can only speak from my side of this, Right, my trying to stay in that marriage, mm-hmm. in that relationship, because I thought it would be the right thing, the goal of raising children in a two-parent home, mm-hmm. because there was a book that came out in 1990-something. Mm, I'm sure you could find another one that came out in the last years that said that Children say that if their parents stayed together, they would have been happier. Yeah, you can find books written in the same year, probably that, by children who say that they wish their gotten their parents had gotten divorced earlier. Right. So, the goal—if the—if your goal is really to communicate clearly with yourself, am I happy? How's this going? That seems like a reasonable goal.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. It depends on how you set the goal. Happily ever after is not a good goal. Continuing to
1: grow with somebody. That may not, I mean, people grow apart. Yeah. Is that failed or did you learn something? Yeah. Well, I had a lot of relationships
0: that were short-lived and somebody said to me once something about that not being a good thing. And I was like, I have learned out of each
1: relationship. So. Right. Yeah, that. What did you learn? Right. Right. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because if we learn anything, how to do it, how to do it differently, how to not do it, that we don't want to do it. (laughs) We use success and failure as as markers. And what if success was failure and failure was success?
0: Well, and what if we don't? I mean, if we use success and failure as a marker, but success being learning and failure being
1: not learning. Mm. Right? So it's not Ah, but do you learn from uh, you're not learning? Uh, <laughs> existential <laughs> question. I was gonna say sometimes you just <laughs> stump me. Well I think that there are some things which I didn't learn from. Or it took me a long time to learn from. I was gonna say
0: I think we learn I mean maybe not immediately from everything, unless we are shutting our eyes to it, right? So the failure would be turning away from.
1: Oh well, I think whatever we it was. turn away from a lot of things that we don't feel like we succeed at.
0: Yeah, that's a choice that we make. You know, I think that there are are moments where we decide that's overwhelming, or it's mm. too much, or I'm not going to go there. But there's a decision point for all those things. And that's not necessarily bad. Maybe it is more than you can chew. or Yeah.
1: But I do think there are moments where we, there are turning points. I think sometimes we hit those turning points and, you know, without stopping, swerve to the right, swerve to the left. Is that conscious? It's working on autopilot. Yeah. It's following what the GPS says to do, not what our heart says to do. And by GPS, I mean the life GPS.
0: Right. So in in my world, you can always go back to those points too, right? You can...
1: Hmm. Yes, you can always go back and learn.
0: You can always go back and learn. So it's only as you are turned away from it for whatever reasons. I mean, it may be that now is not the time and it may be willful. I will not look there. Right. But you know, some of that turning, veering away is because you need you you don't have the bandwidth to deal with it, so you need to turn away for the right. for the
1: time. Right. Yeah. So I think part of it is what are we setting goals for, and as parents, if we are setting goals for our children, well, that would be sort of a mistake, huh? If you're not partnering, if you have goals for your children, especially if they are in adolescence, and you are not actively participating in communication and in partnering with them, then that would not be a good thing. Yeah. And I think that they, the kids sort of take our goals. I think I've mentioned this maybe in another podcast, knowing at least one doctor who's like, yeah, I became a doctor because that's what my parents wanted me to do. Yeah. And there are no doubt plenty of professionals.
0: Yeah. I think there are more lawyers who end up not practicing law than,
1: Especially, so here's the thing about adolescence and what I love about this generation and not like having multiple professions within Mm -hmm. the course of a lifetime. If you choose to do something and then you change your mind, you can. Yeah. You know, what are we setting the goals for? Well, we'll get, it's, we want to help them set goals for themselves so that they can move on with their life, live a life of their own. And then following their own hopes and dreams with the understanding that when you're 19, you may not have a a full enough picture yet of what you like. You may not know yet what you really like. Right. But you might want to, but you may realize, okay, well I need a job. So I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And hopefully as parents, we don't panic. Right. Because I think parents see the future and I'm like, they're 19. How do you you see their future? There's so many stories of kids and adults who turned that ship around, came from... Have we mentioned this in a podcast? I don't think what was the name... Maiden is the name of the movie. It's a movie. (laughs) I can slip onto your side of the street sometimes and talk about movies. Maiden, it's a woman who did a race, a sailboat race around the world. Right. Who got expelled from or kicked I, I can't even remember. We're talking yeah, double she, digits. She ended up catering on a boat
0: because that was basically all she could figure to do to make a little money and then she got into sailing.
1: Yeah, but uh. she got kicked out of so many high schools. I mean, it was like 17. I mean, it was it was it was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and Do we panic that this is, that they've failed to achieve this goal? High school. I know someone who's like, if they don't graduate from high school, they can always get a GED. I mean, that's where we came to together. She was so like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. If they don't, you know, college. College was where they were going to go next, right? Right. Only after they graduated from high school. If they don't graduate from high school, they'll never go on to achieve the parent's dream for them. Right. To be happy. You need a high school and a college degree. Now. Well, which
0: brings us back to the money thing. Like to be happy, you have to have a career where you can make a good living so that you can be happy.
1: Right. People have that without high school or college diplomas. That's right. Plenty of people. Yep. High school probably helps because at least it keeps you entertained. And hypothetically, you've learned something and a lot of if you are applying for a job a lot of jobs want a high school diploma yeah now did i mention that or ged right and did i mention i wonder this often actually and i shouldn't say this perhaps on a podcast but i'm gonna say it anyhow if i put down and let's pretend i'm not me let's pretend i'm like a 19 year old who's super smart and wants this job at insert Place where they're applying, and they say they graduated from some high school. Does anyone check that?
0: No. In fact, I know people who put on their resumes attended,
1: Mm. not graduation. Not graduated.
0: Because on a resume, you can say, you know, this is where I went to school, right? And you don't.
1: Yeah, I think resumes have gotten a little trickier and the world is very Maybe. different from then. I mean, in other words, I don't think that they double-check high school. Yeah. I think that it's so easy in today's world to check the graduation, yeah, the college stuff, yeah, the secondary degrees. And we also all have watched movies, no doubt, where they lied about stuff and don't have the credentials that they say they do. But now, as someone who hired people in a past life... Uh I was given opportunities that I could plug everything about them. If I wanted to double check everything I could have. So I think that a high school diploma is a swell idea when you feel like it. And you can probably get jobs without it, especially if you could have a good work ethic and you show up. Well, if you show up
0: and do your job, right. You know, and, and have a brain so you can, because you hopefully enjoy what you're doing. Right. You're going to be a great
1: employee. If your goal is to have a job. You can get a job. So I think part of what we're getting to is why it's important is it's important to have measurable goals mm. or measurable tasks okay. towards a goal. This is why I think we came up with a plan. It's good to have a plan. Right. What's your plan? And if that plan overwhelms you, little bite-sized steps, right? small tasks. What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? Hopes and dreams are really important to have. Have hopes and dreams. Do not take your children's hopes and dreams away from them by setting your own goals for them. My hopes and dreams kept changing, you know, but measurable tasks. Goal posts. What's a a goal post? It's different than a goal, right?
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs)
1: Not oh, good. It's, it's the marker, right? Ah, uh, okay. Right. So have you achieved that marker? Yeah. Have you, have you set a goalpost for yourself and have you achieved it? And if you have one single goal in mind, that makes it hard because things change. Right. As Emmanuel Ajo found out when he fell and hurt Towers. himself. Yeah. Toward that, that thing that, he, that one tears. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you might be headed in one direction with an expectation. Do you remember there was a story we heard? I think this was at the rancher, somewhere in Harrison's journey about, you know, we plan to go to Italy and we learn the language and we taste the wines and we eat the food and we've set all our plans up and we get on the plane and there's turbulence and we land in Holland <laughs> and we're like, Ah, oh, But we know Italian, but we were looking forward to pasta and the cheeses and the this and the that. And we may have already told this during another podcast, but it's really important, I think, as parents to remember that Holland is, is not a, a bad country. place. <clears throat> are we willing to sort of accept that things change and we land?
0: Right. And there are things to see and do in both Holland and Italy. It's. Maybe not what we thought we were going to go see, but
1: flight plans change. Things happen. Right. So how do you work in partnership, moving towards the relationship that you want to have with your child in their adult years? Because they're going to want your support then. It's not like they don't. I mean, we're not talking about financial support here. Kids do want relationships with their parents if their parents are Supportive at all. Yeah. See them, hear them, listen to them, able to be there when they are in times of trouble.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm reminded that I didn't go to my parents when I was trying to make decisions because I found them Mm. not helpful at that stage. But I would go to them after I made the decision because they were supportive in their way. It's just that when I was trying to figure it out, their questions were so not their fault, but weighted in my mind. If they, you know,
1: questioned something, then I thought, oh, that's not smart or, you know. Hmm. Yeah. You know, as you say that, I realize it's really important to put a disclaimer in here. Almost. It's really important to recognize for parents everywhere that we don't know how our kids respond to things. Hmm. So what being there for your child means is going to be different than what being there for your other child (laughs) is. So what you're really talking about here is communication Mm -hmm. and check yourself before you wreck yourself. As a parent, Mm. do you have an expectation?
0: Right. So again, it's about understanding where you are so that you don't, sloppily, sideways, put out stuff that you didn't intend. Right. I was going to say one misplaced
1: <gasps> oh, yeah. can Those cause are... a lot of trouble. <gasps> yes. That was my grandmother, I think, always. I can hear it. As I said <laughs> that, I'm like, hold on, where's grandma? Yeah. <gasps> and it was be about, like, you know, the craziest little thing. Yeah, spilt milk. Spilt milk. Oh no. That would have been very, very bad. Yeah. Yeah. So setting goals is not a bad thing because what if we reframed goals as wants? Hmm. That's what I want. That's my hope. Yeah. I want that. How do we teach our children that not getting into that school or getting that job isn't a bad thing either? As parents, it's like, oh, I want them to get that job because that's that's going to, you know, they, they want it so bad. I want it for them. Right. And then we feel their disappointment. Oh, she, she didn't get it. Oh, I feel so bad for her. How can I make her feel better? Well, next goal, right? Next one. There's another job. That one wasn't it maybe.
0: Yeah. And you know, the thing about not getting what you want is often in retrospect, it's a good thing. Right. So. Uh-huh. Right. Some of that I think is reminding them that probably that means there was a misfit in some way. Yeah. You know, and right. What way that is may or may not become clear sooner or later. Right. But the person hiring or accepting is trying to create something and, you as the person showing up are trying to create something, and those have to work together.
1: Yeah, finding that balance between not feeling so bad for them and mm-hmm. also not diminishing their having a feeling about it. Yeah, but just recognizing there are no end of opportunities. Yeah, other and options. that's not a technical knockout. Look at me bringing in my sports terms. <laughs> okay, you've got them all. That's it. I was going to say it
0: reminds me of the the saying. One door shuts. Another one
1: opens. Right. Right. And helping our children understand that it's disappointing to not get into that school. It's disappointing to not get that job. It's disappointing that that relationship ended. We hear you.
0: Yeah.
1: How, how do you. So, and that extends the metaphor. So one door (laughs) shuts another one
0: opens, but it's hell in the hallway.
1: Mm. Yeah. Between those two. options, Right. So keep knocking. Just don't knock yourself out <laughs> or knock yourself out. Just don't get knocked out. Anyhow, communicate with your kids about their hopes and dreams and plans. And for the most part, maybe skip goals. Set some touch bases. Take some timeouts to discuss, not dismiss. Hmm. Plans change. Who knows where they're on land, maybe Holland. <laughs> this week's practice. Are you ready? Here's your goal. <sighs> Set a goal for yourself. For this week. it can be anything. Be a gluten- free for a week. not raise your voice for a week. not curse out other drivers for you, for a week. <laughs> not count calories. Do count calories. Whatever it is, set a goal for your week. You can sh- feel free to share them with us by email or on Instagram. check in with yourself daily. In other words, make a plan. See how it goes. Share with your child that you've set a goal for the week for yourself and ask them what their goal for the week is. And until next time, keep reminding yourself, change takes time, patience, and practice. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in to Plan P. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and gained some valuable takeaways that you can practice this week. And remember, change takes time and
0: practice. To stay connected with us and ensure you never miss an episode, make sure to hit that subscribe button and share our podcast with friends, family, or any other parents who could benefit from our discussions. You can also keep up with all things Plan P on Instagram and TikTok, at
1: is 4 If you have any burning questions or specific topics which you'd like us to address on the show, please just email us at connect at planp.us. If you want to talk to one of us, go to our website at planp.us to learn about us and schedule your free coaching session online. All details and links will be in the show notes. We can't wait to reconnect with you on the next episode. See
0: you next week.